You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by the editor, Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, happy 4th of July. It is. It is 4th of July. I to want you to all, know. To you all in the future. Do you, do, did you growing up having any 4th of July traditions? Not real traditions. We would do like the, you know, buy whatever fireworks you could find in a store and just like, you know, do, you know, throw the poppers on the ground when we were little kids. You know, those little things yeah. you grab and you chuck them on the ground. Then like oh, every once in a while we would go to somebody's house and we had this guy in our church growing up had always had just he was he had issues <laughs> he would always have like the biggest fire he would spend thousands of dollars on fireworks and he would just have like this fireworks display at his house and it was yeah it was pretty crazy that was that was your thing but it was super fun so my little town in in Kentucky we're a tiny little town but man if there's one thing all year that we got right it was 4th of July <laughs> Uh, wait, so we had like the biggest celebration in all of like Kentucky. Like this is what our town was like known for. Wow. Because we had these massive fire, fire, fireworks over a lake. We had this huge parade. And of course it's tomorrow, so all my family and stuff's going. And we have about 400 tractors. Like anybody can be in the parade. So if, you just, if, you're, just, um, if you're just some, you know, Billy down the road with his backer field, you know, like – Hey, just bring my big John Deere up to the parade, and you know they they wear their overalls, and it's about as country as you get, right there. You know those movies where, or like the buddy cop movies, where they're from different sides of the track. Yeah, like you and I are from different sides of the creek. I think. <laughs> <laughs> where I grew up, there were no tractors anywhere. No, tra- no tractors at all. That's not a thing that happened where I grew up. Tractors, four wheelers, horses. Whatever, any type of car, like anybody who wants to be in the parade. And, of course, there's like 500,000 Little League baseball teams, like third place, second place, first place. Everybody's in the parade and every pageant. I don't know. It's just like a fun thing the whole town goes to. So you're a little homesick right now? Um, I actually, a couple years ago, I went home just for it and visited family and stuff around that time. But I have gotten a few texts over the past day or so. They're like, Asking if I'm coming home for I'm like, no, staying in Dallas. Staying in Dallas. We got stuff going on right now. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have summer league going on right now. Like a a team with Mavericks on their jerseys played today. So that's that's something. That is a thing that happened. All right. What are we talking about today? We have just so much random stuff to get to. Different conversations to be had. Uh, I have a would you rather question for you. Then I'm going to... um, we're going to talk about the Gordon Hayward situation. He by the, by the time you're listening to this, you probably know where he's going. We don't, so we'll just mention it briefly. Uh, the last thing that we heard is that he's waiting. We're recording this about ten fifteen on Monday night um, Central Time, and he's waiting until tomorrow morning to talk to you know to decide what he's doing. And I saw Kevin O'Connor and a couple of people joke that he's you know staying up late to write his Players Tribune article. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I don't know. He's the next domino to fall. So we'll talk about what other dominoes, and maybe that'll happen by the time Monday comes. Then we'll talk about Kevin Durant and uh, his deal, which was 
pretty shocking, at least to me. Then uh, a, a notable piece of news, Jonathan Motley officially signed his two-way contract. Uh, he tweeted out a, I think he tweeted out a picture of it. And so that's that's kind of official. That was something that we already kind of knew, but now it's just made official. He only played like four minutes today, which I thought was kind of weird. That was weird. But uh, he will he will also be on the Vegas roster, which we will talk about in full. We'll go through all the players, talk about what we know about them. Some of them a lot more than others because we've seen them play. And yeah, that's what we got going on today. So all right, Isaac. Uh oh. Let me give you this would you rather, okay? Uh, a, report, a report came out today that the you know the Raptors thought about blowing it up, and they are now looking to you know get rid of some some players. So trying to do some salary dumps, right? Yeah. So, would you rather have Dwight Powell or Damari uh, Carroll? Option B. Or Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll, two years, thirty million dollars. He's thirty-one years old. Dwight Powell. Three years, twenty-eight million, twenty-six years old. Player option on the last year. Demari Carroll. You're getting okay. Uh, this is where I disagree with you. I I said I wouldn't do this deal. Jeff Jeff Cooperstein, son of Coop, said that I was r- stupid for not wanting to do this. But you're getting. This is a player in Demari Carroll. Like, where are you going to play him, and why are you, why do you want his services? Unless you're getting an asset for him. If you're just doing it straight up, I would not do this. If you're, getting you're paying, a, you're paying what five million dollars more. You're paying, uh, yeah, just about five million dollars more per year for the next over two the years. next two years. I don't see Dwight Powell hitting a, a super awesome talent spurt, so he's going to be picking up that player option. So then, if you do that, you take Dallas's cap space down to realistically probably about ten. What are you going to get with ten? I guess that you you know I guess ten and fifteen are not too different, but you're still you know. Taking down their cap space for what? For nothing. Maybe a, one less year of a bad player that's not going to, you know. I would trust Damari Carroll on the floor to give me something productive more than Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, I, Dwight Powell led the Mavericks in PER last year. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me Chuck that Cooper, PER Chuck crap. Cooperstein, father of Jeff Cooperstein, called PER a useless stat today, and I quote tweeted it and said yeah dwight powell led the mavericks at per last year that is, <laughs> that'll show that, you that'll show that you, shows you the impact of that stat right there so you would i mean obviously you would do it i would not here, i would not do it unless thing, you're getting like, an asset if you get a second round pick like even a second round pick i would do it <laughs> that's how like, I, I think i think damari carroll could come in and actually put up some like decent minutes off the bench dwight powell couldn't even fill a water bottle i mean like he would he was just not even getting any minutes. He's getting paid $9 million to literally get zero minutes. That didn't and happen pa- very often. But. And he's past the stage of, like, sending him to Summer League and, or in like uh, G League. And so Both. it's like, <laughs> let's just, like, pay him $9 million to sit on the bench. Like, I feel like if we paid Damari Carroll for two more years, I feel like he could at least log some type of minutes. I feel like you're talking yourself way down to Dwight Powell, and you're just completely devaluing because it's a joke on this podcast that you keep running, no, it, running with. No, it's, it's not. It's beyond a joke. Look at his stats <laughs> and minutes. <laughs> He's a joke to Rick Carlisle. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people agree with you, and I, I agree with you that he you – know, You're has, arguing for somebody that literally <laughs> makes $9 million and cannot get one single minute <laughs> when everyone was healthy. Like, that is – Look yeah, at the players. Tough. Dorian Finney-Smith passed him up, an undrafted player. 
Salah Mejri, an undrafted player. These players made the training camp roster and and beat out this guy who's just signed a four-year deal. Like, that tells you something about his talent. This is not just me on a podcast. No, 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 no. But I think that you've you've talked yourself down, like, to the point where you think Dwight Powell is, like, completely worthless. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, he can throw a, a dunk down. I mean, his like pregame routine with Justin Anderson that was cool. I mean, that was useful for the fans. How about after Justin Anderson got traded, he would try to do it by himself? That was that was kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna see him in the locker room. He's gonna know. He's gonna know that you're down on him. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend it ain't, him. It ain't gonna be any different. He doesn't talk to us anyway. That's true. He just comes in and gets his crap and leaves. That's true. He's a nice guy, though. I have talked to him before. I have asked him questions before. Like, he's a nice guy, and I mean, it's nothing well, into personal. You better have gotten everything you wanted out of him because he's not going to talk to you anymore after this. So, well, hopefully, he's not on the roster. <laughs> All right. So, Gordon Hayward, we we don't know, you know, where he's going to go, but the dominoes are looking to fall, and I think this Nerlens thing is contingent on nice Rolando Blackman cut, by the way. That's good. That's solid yeah. stuff, right? That's solid Mavs paraphernalia right there. Yeah, uh, I think the Gordon, I think Nerlens Noel is sort of contingent on this Gordon Hayward thing, because if if the Celtics had room to get, you know, Gordon Hayward, and they they don't, you know, they strike out on three guys, they strike out on Butler, George, and Gordon Hayward, then what's their next move? Is it Otto Porter? That they try to go after him? Well, they just, I mean, if you watched the summer league game with. Tatum and Jalen Brown, like those guys are are here to play. I mean, they're not obviously going to replace the the production you'd get out of those three guys, or even maybe Otto Porter. But they're like they're on the come up. Like you know, they're they're really good and getting better every day. And so, do they try to replace that a wing with another wing, or do they look somewhere else? They're like, well, you know what, we really need a center, and let's go after Nerlens Noel. Is that where they go? And so I think that might be a domino that falls after that. Then we you know we mentioned Atlanta yesterday. Is another team, and I don't know why Atlanta hasn't signed an offer sheet. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what is Atlanta waiting for? Well, it's kind of we talked briefly about this before we went on the pod. It's reaching a point now with Nerlens to where you know there's obviously a plan in place, and we the Mavs have just been really on quiet both, about on it. both sides. Yeah, and it's one of two things that's happening right now. It's Nerlens sitting back saying, "Okay, I heard." We, I talked to you at midnight. Free agency started. I want to hear. I want to see my other offers. And it's Nerlens controlling the show, saying, "I, I hear your offer. I like it. I'm probably, you know, obviously y'all can match anything. I want to see it, what I can get on the open market." And we're just, he's waiting right now to see where some dominoes fall, and some teams with huge cap space like Atlanta is waiting too, and they're telling him, "Let's wait a little bit longer, whatever," or. Him and Dallas already have a deal in place, whatever it is, Like, but let's just hold off on it. Let's hold off on it, just like Dirk, and see Dallas is cooking up something, you know. So it's one, I think it's one of those two routes, And but it's kind of like what you just said. You know, with Atlanta sitting on like $30 million, what, what what the heck are they waiting on? You know, are they waiting on, to see what Tim Hardaway's market's going to be, what, to bring him back? Are they looking at Caldwell Pope? Maybe, like what? What is it? And so, because like Caldwell Pope's in the same spot as Nerlens, you know, talking about money drying up. Yeah. Somebody that some people joked about him getting max. So, 
I don't know. It's it's one of those spots when we talk about ripple effects of Gordon Hayward because – and that's what – this is something to look out for too. If Gordon Hayward – well, I mean he's going to come out tomorrow probably and say where he's going. Let's say Gordon Hayward comes out like noon. It says, you know, I'm signing with Boston or whatever it is. And then Miami. let's say like three hours later, Nerlens does his deal. We we know something was probably a hinge on where Hayward went, whether it's him going to Boston. So like let's let's say something speculate more because we like to speculate. Let's say let's say something's on the table right now with Boston, as far as like if Hayward picks Boston, maybe Boston is ready. Like they have to create space, so they have to ditch somebody like a Crowder. Let's just say it's Crowder or Marcus Smart. Or Marcus Smart, you know, like Crowder fits us more than Smart. But like, let's say they have to have something lined up for Jay Crowder and to get him off their books so they can bring in Hayward. And let's say that that's on the deal. That's what we do. We send Dwight Powell back to the Celtics for Jay Crowder and something else. That would be awesome. But no, it wouldn't be Powell because they would be getting no, rid they, of. Cap. They had to get rid of. Yeah. And they need an asset. I don't know if that would be it. It would just be full circle. That would be great. Yeah, but so anyway, they need somebody like, to get rebounds. Dwight Powell can grab a rebound, right? No comment. I'm baiting you. That I was just baiting <laughs> you right there. No, so like it could be hinged on if wherever Hayward goes, maybe you know, maybe not just another team with money that who he doesn't pick, but even like Utah. You know, like I've seen some things too, saying, "Hey, they're not done tinkering with their roster," and even yeah. if they get Hayward, they might be looking to make some moves. So. That's why I'm saying like it might something might be connected to this Hayward situation, whether it's a trade, whether it's somebody that might get released or waived, and because like we said yesterday on the pod, it the market is still filling out. We saw Shabazz Muhammad. We've seen you know t- today you know, a rumor coming out about maybe Monte Ellis getting bought out. Which who cares? It's beyond the fact of Monte Ellis's impact. But I'm just saying players like that that could be randomly hitting the market that were that was unexpected. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how quick Nerlens happens after the Hayward decision. If you're listening now and things have happened, just know that we will probably be on an emergency pod recording it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, some way we will be doing that. All right, yeah, just some dominoes will fall, and that it happens every single year. Last year was the Kevin Durant thing. I remember the I remember one of the years with with LeBron. We were just waiting and waiting, and it seemed like nobody was signing. <laughs> and then he went wherever he did, whether it was Cleveland or Miami, and then all of a sudden, just like all the free agents started going after that. Well, just look to give encouragement to Mavs fans, and there there's not off the top of my head, there's not somebody like a Harrison Barnes that could be on the market. But look at it last year, and I wrote about this in my piece as far as like Dallas is in a new territory right now and how it's boring but still embraced it as a fan. Look at it last this time last year. We just – two years in a row, we just struck out on Whiteside, Conley, even Nick Batum, if you want to talk about that. Like we had the midnight meeting. We met with you know Whiteside in, in New York, I think, or somewhere, wherever it was at. And there for like a couple of days – Talking about sucking, I mean, we had we, – we, we just missed out on all the big names again. Our – the biggest or the most, I don't know, uh, sexiest younger players that we had was Justin Anderson and Dwight Powell. 
And it's like we were getting excited heck, about Jonathan Gibson in summer league. Yeah, and like where in the heck is in those couple days there, it was like, where in the heck are we going to go? And then, bam, Durant picks Golden State. Bam, we get Harrison Barnes. And over the course of the next 12 months, we get Nerlens, who's 22. We get Dennis Smith. We find Yogi. Seth we, you know, Curry. Yeah, and get Seth Curry. Like, that is – it's just been insane, the turnaround Donnie's pulled off. But all, what I'm trying to say is we didn't get we didn't get the – verbal commitment of Harrison Barnes last year until what would you say the fourth fifth sixth yeah. he didn't he couldn't sign until seventh but you know because Durant had to take his time and I think he announced a what the fourth maybe I forgot whenever his player tribune dropped saying he was going to Golden State but then it took like at least a day or so for the Barnes thing to situate you know yeah. coming to Dallas so there's I don't think there is a Barnes type of player that, that could hit the market like that but i think if you're dallas you kind of just hold your cards right now in case some random situation like that happens so well i think marcus smart is that barnes type player now obviously he's a lower you know talent leveled player than harrison barnes but same kind of role he's on a team with a lot of good players and doesn't get you know a ton of minutes but he you know plays his game (laughs) when he does and you know it's comparable that's a comparable situation like let's say that happens and Gordon Hayward goes to Boston, then the Mavericks could end up with Marcus Smart. You just never know. Or another team ends up with him. But Well, let, let's – what if we joked about signing trades yesterday? What if that's the case with Boston, if they miss out on Hayward? And then we, you do a signing trade with Nerlens to Boston. And I don't – I, I don't know what, what I would want back besides Tatum or Jalen Brown that they would want to give up. And even if we gave up – like even if we gave up Tatum and Jalen Brown, I – might rather have Nerlens. That's kind of crazy. You would rather have. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of over cra- Tatum and Jalen Brown. Kind of crazy to say, but. They're, well, first of all, they would never do that. No. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like Bradley and Crowder. Like yeah. Smart and you know Smart and Crowder or Smart and Brad. Like it's something. Something along. I don't think. I don't even think Boston would give up Tatum or Brown straight up for Nerlens, but. New Orleans is coming back. That's just like yeah, we're just, just we're yeah. looking over all the options. Another option that I briefly mentioned to you before is that if a you know an offer sheet is not signed and they don't end up signing him to a you know a big a big deal like a multi year deal, then New Orleans can decide and his agent can decide to accept the qualifying offer, which I, for him I think it's under five million. It's like four point something for one year and then he can play his one year out in Dallas and then become an unrestricted free agent. That is like, I don't know if that's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't that's know. That's the last thing you want to happen. Yeah. We'd not want that as, as Dallas. I'm sorry to scare you all. That is an option. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. All right. So Kevin Durant signs and you know, we j- just mentioned how that, you know, was a domino last year. And then, this year, he signs a two-year, $53 million deal, which is $9.5 million less than what he could have signed, which is a pretty big pay cut for him. And it's a, you know, a big deal for, for Golden State because they're going to have to pay the biggest, the biggest luxury tax probably that they've ever you know, paid and maybe the biggest one ever because of all these guys that are coming back. And Seth Curry with the biggest deal ever, and then bringing back Livingston and Iguodala. These guys—they're not going to miss. They're not going to 
lose anybody <laughs> is what it yeah. looks like. And they might get, you know, a guy like Nick Young. They might get another, you know, Rudy Gay has been talked about with them. And, you know, you never know. They could add somebody, which is just insane to me to think about. They got David West back. So Kevin Durant signs this, this lower deal. And I tweeted out from, from Dallas Sports Fanatic, and it got a lot of run today that, you know, he learned it from Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> that he learned to take that from Dirk. Obviously, other people have um, done that before. You know, people mentioned Tom Brady, Tim Duncan a lot was mentioned. You know, LeBron and, and Bosch and Wade even took less when they all went to, you know, Miami. Like, that's that's a thing that happened. But it's just, you know, a precedent that is, is insane in the NBA. And if you care about the business of basketball, you have all these owners that are, you know, making all this money and all this stuff. And owners are, and Jalen Rose says this all the time. Jalen Rose likes to differentiate the difference between rich and wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he talks about the difference between those two. Owners are wealthy. Players are rich. And, like, wealthy is, like, far and above what rich is. And it's insane to me that these wealthy owners, they're not going to take less. They're going to get more because this player comes back. But these players are taking less so that they can come back and work for the rich owner. It's it's pretty insane to me. There's just not another business where that really it really works like that besides, you know, professional athletics. Yeah, and and here's my thing. If the league or more importantly the players are complaining about Golden State and like, "Oh, super team, this ain't fair. Nobody's going to beat them." blah 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 blah. I can tell you one right right off the bat that you could put a team together to beat them. You take less money. Yeah. Like everybody complains in wines and stuff, and they'll, they'll cry about how it's not fair the league does this or Golden State's so stacked. But then when free agency hits and they start seeing the dollars, and then they're like, holy crap. Like, it starts I need to, to make sense. I need to cash in. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, I'm not even going to think about Golden State because we could talk about it right now. I mean, name, we could name four other players in the league that said, okay, Let's all let's all four of y'all take fifteen million a year. If y'all serious about beating Golden State, you really want to beat Golden State, then when you hit free agency, sign for like fifteen million a year. The banana book, could, the banana book could have got together this year. There was a way to make that happen. Yeah, but they weren't gonna beat anybody. They're not gonna beat Golden State. They're too old. The banana boat guys? Get all four of those guys together. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, them. What if you still had Kyrie? I still don't think they'd they're be in Cleveland with Kyrie because because you're looking at one Wade's getting kind of older. Melo, he the ball just Wade stops balled out in the playoffs, man. I don't care what you say about Wade. Wade's still oh, yeah, got he it can, when it counts. He can ball out. I just don't think they would win like 45 games during the regular season, rest the entire like rest the whole time, and they'd make it to the playoffs. And then who knows? No, I I don't think that they would beat them, but it would at least be fun to put them together. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch, but that's my that's my whole thing with is if if players really want to beat them that bad, then start taking some less money like Durant. And you know, what I was thinking, I was thinking about this during the finals too. Have we ever seen a team in in any professional sport that's had the highest payroll in the history of the sport, and they're the underdog, and that that's who what, who people want to win in Cleveland? Because the Cavs had the highest payroll in the history of the NBA with the luxury tax and everything last season. And yet they were the underdog. Is there a you couple? Know, like, is there a couple of Red Sox teams that have done that, or Yankees teams? Those are the only ones I can think of. Like, like, but what, what, like, like what I'm getting other. with is normally it's the they're the villains. Like whoever, like the Yankees, they were yep. a popular yeah. villain. 
because all oh, they could spend so much money or they oh well they have the highest payroll whatever it's like cleveland just got the you know the white flag of like okay you can have the highest payroll in the history of this sport <laughs> but yeah we're, yeah we're gonna be on your side because it's cleveland it's believe land you know and but anyway yeah that's my i don't feel like that. that many people were behind the Cavs though it just oh, bullcrap. They hated Golden State. They don't. They don't I, want them to win. I don't feel like it was that split. I thought it was. Because... I feel like it was the. There's this, you know, there's this thing about the the whole LGBT movement where it's, yeah. they're not the biggest movement. They're just the loudest movement. And I feel like the movement against the Warriors wasn't the biggest. It was just the loudest because the Warriors are fun to watch. They're not like this team like the Yankees where they have players that you can hate on. Who besides Draymond Green? Who are you going to hate on on the Warriors? You try to hate. People on- love to hate hate Steph Curry, and I never understand no, it. No, they really don't, though. <laughs> I really like don't. for I, okay. What would you say the percentages what were in the finals? I say 70, 30, 70 caps. As far as people rooting for it, who they you know who they're rooting okay, for. Okay, yeah, yeah, rooting for, but that's just like a a straight like okay, who am I rooting for? And then you just pick one, but really wanted the Warriors to lose, like really hated the Warriors like they did those Yankees teams or they did like the Cowboys teams back in the day or like or the or Duke, like, you know, really hated them. I don't think there was that many you don't or, think people or hated hate or hated LeBron. Remember? Okay, this is this is near and dear to our heart. Remember when everyone was rooting for the Mavericks to beat the Heat in the in the finals? Oh, yeah. It was nothing like that. Like the you know the vitriol against the Heat was was you know way far and above what the the Warriors got. Well, yeah, and the, and the I, Heat I, didn't have any kind of cupcakes or any kind of stuff like that or the three one to remind them of or anything like that. Like it was just you know straight up they had the not one not two but they didn't make cupcakes out of it. I mean, I think Durant lost a fair amount of his fans and. The whole Durant situation with KD, I mean, I, I think there's still a, a plenty of good amount of people that hate Kevin Durant right now. Oh, no, there are. There definitely are. I'm just not saying – I'm saying that it's not the overwhelming majority. There are fireworks going off, and I keep thinking it's somebody knocking on the door, and it's freaking me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like there's a couple ARs outside my window, so. <laughs> All right, so that's what you think about Kevin Durant. I'm sure a lot of people on here hate Kevin Durant. Somebody on – Somebody in our mentions today at Dallas Sports Fanatic said that don't you ever compare Dirk, the most loyal you know athlete ever, to that you know like a uh, disloyal snake. You know, yeah. talk, talking about Kevin Durant, I was like, chill out, man, calm down. All right, snake. <laughs> so the Las Vegas roster for the Mavericks came out today. It came out twice actually. <laughs> it came out one yeah. time with with. Uh, you know, Maxi Kleba from Germany on it, and the second time without. So apparently, either sometime between when they got the roster or when they put it out, he uh, dropped out or something. He the only notable thing about him that I know of is that he's from Wurzburg, Germany, which is where the tall baller from the G is from. So interesting that he's left off. I don't really know why. I'm sure we'll find it out. The other interesting thing about this is we had some questions about whether or not certain players would play that were on the Mavericks roster, that were actual Mavericks. And I have it split up into three different categories. You have notable rookies, you have veterans, and you have Mavericks. <laughs> These are actual Mavericks that were on the actual team, not just, you know, D-League players, not just, you know, not even two-way players because we didn't have those last year. These are actual players of the Mavericks. That's Yogi Ferrell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nico Brasino, and A.J. Hammonds. 
all those guys are going to be on the summer league roster. Yeah. I mean, that's <clears throat> we kind of preluded to it when we were talking about Orlando that we thought that they might be in Vegas. We just didn't know for sure. Yeah. We'd heard, you know, something about Yogi and all of them being in Vegas. And <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool that, you know, the thing that I don't get, and I'm actually trying to look it up on Twitter right now is the, the, the title odds like for, <laughs> for summer league for summer league they because because they actually put them out and dallas is like 15 to one like they're like they're like the, the eighth or ninth team on the list take I'm like, those odds man take I'm those like, odds. how do we have literally like five players that are we allowed to bet for, on that <laughs> <laughs> but no I'm flying I mean, in the sixth i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to a place and i'm gonna bet on that that's what i'm gonna do for me you know, you list his name. For me, the the player to watch, I mean, besides Dennis Smith. Seriously, I mean, we're all, we're all super, super excited about Dennis Smith. But for me, the guy to watch is A.J. Hammonds. Yep. Because it's simply it's simply this. Like, when I know it, I know what Finney Smith's going to bring. I know what Nico is probably going to bring. I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Nico. I don't, I don't think he's as much of a roster lock as some people would say he is. But – that's a different conversation. Yep. I just I want to see AJ Hammonds because second round draft pick, whatever you thought about him last year, he kind of looked slow at times. He looked kind of more dependent on his outside shot at times. Looks really confused um, sometimes. Yeah, and I think there's potential there, but like Vegas could be huge for him because I I think he's kind of on a on a bubble too, and like it. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, he's just not even on the roster next year. So, I, I think he's got some. He's this a, would be he's a, a guaranteed deal, but yeah, that, it could it could happen. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. They cut Dallenberg two years ago, and he had like a guaranteed deal, and so they just cut him at training camp. So, Dallas has shown they don't care about if you have guaranteed money or not. And they're still playing paying for Guile Meckel too, <laughs> who I randomly met at Target one time, which is super weird. <laughs> We're getting groceries at the same time, but. The uh, um, an interesting thing about Nico and Dorian Finney-Smith, their their guaranteed date for their non guaranteed contract is the sixth, which is the day before summer league. Interesting. Huh. So, I would assume they'll both be picked up, but yeah, since they're both on the since they're both on the roster, <laughs> but it would be interesting if it was after summer league, right? Because then then you're like, man, Nico might be playing for a contract at this point. That's true. That's very true. I don't know. There's there's a lot of combinations we want to see, you know, thrown out there because, you know, how's how's Dennis and Yogi going to play together, and how's that how's short. that going to work? They're going to play short. <laughs> Who's going to? Uh, I would assume they would just go ahead and put Dennis on the ball and just try to run Yogi at the two guard, like they did with JJ Barea a lot this year. Yeah, and try to just I don't know, you know, that's not going to happen a lot in the regular season, but for summer league and I don't know, I want to see a lineup of him and Yogi and Nico and Finney Smith and Hammonds and just to see the, you know, the Mavericks out there, but I don't know, there's some other interesting names on the list too that, you know, we're getting ready to mention some. Yeah, so Dennis Smith Jr., obviously the most notable rookie. It's going to be awesome to see him. If you saw Donovan Mitchell ball out today, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. is going to do that even more. Like that guy, he has a chip on his shoulder and he's ready to go out there and just slam. I want to say, guys. I want to say this too. First two games, Saturday and Sunday, for the Dallas Mavericks, Chicago and Phoenix. 
two teams that passed on Dennis Smith. That's how this so, works. It's going to be right. awesome. <laughs> so if there if there is any if he if there is any vein in his body that takes stuff like that to heart that wants to punish that team, uh, that's the uh, he has two games right there. Let me give you a prediction that I have no way of proving that. <laughs> this is a prediction. Dennis Smith Jr. will posterize Laurie Markkinen at some point during that game. I would die. Wouldn't, it, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? Would the Mavericks fan base just like fall he's, over? He's gonna Vince Carter him, just like in the Olympics. He's gonna. I just want. Him. I just want one. I just want. I want one just nasty dunk over the summer league. I think there's a really good shot he could literally average like twenty a game. Yeah, completely. I think it's just going to depend on how Dallas wants to run their system at Summer League. You know, if they come out there and they, they run it like Boston did today with Jalen Brown, holy crap, I've never seen Jalen yeah, right? Brown so aggressive. Yeah, so like Boston really wanted to see what Jalen Brown had when he had the ball in his hand. So they were just like, Jalen Brown, go ahead. And and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum scored like, what he scored, 12 points, 11 points in the fourth quarter today? Yeah, but like... But like Tatum, like, that's his game. Like that, that's what yeah. he's known for. Jalen Brown, like you watch Boston, he's out there <laughs> just like defending people and trying to hit an open shot. But they gave him every opportunity. They gave both of them every single opportunity they wanted to go play the ball. And I think that's how it's going to be for him, for Dennis Smith and Yogi too. Oh, I hope. I hope we can only dream if that's the plan with Dennis Smith. This Thank is the. This is kids. honestly the last time this season that you guys will be able to say before games begin that. The Mavericks roster is stacked. <laughs> so appreciate it while you can because it is happening right now. Uh, other people on the roster. So Dennis Smith Jr., obviously. Ding, Yin, Yin Yu Hong, which I still have a hard time saying. Yin Yu Hong is also going to be on the roster. He played not great today. He scored like one point. That dude launches it, man. He had he had two offensive like basket interferences. So like you know one of his one of our player one of the Mavericks players shot it and then it like rim, uh, rolled around the rim and then he tried to dunk it back and he the, the second time he just put his hands up in the air like what 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 and this is not against him or anything honestly his body language just told me that I don't know if he knew that was a rule <laughs> like <laughs> he's I, really animated player and it's, yes, it, yeah it brings out some really funny facials yes there's a was it you guys that tweeted out the the gif of him? Uh, you know, with the, like, little snarl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. I hope that he it's makes a, okay. the roster, and I hope that him and Nico have a have a locker next to each other. That's what I. <laughs> Did I didn't see the full complete game today? Did Satnam play? Not that I saw. I was watching. What, I was watching pretty close too. What the heck, man? Like, how do you in Orlando in, in in Orlando summer league? Do you put him on the roster and never give him a single minute? How does that even happen? That's literally that right there is one in a billion. That's a Sodom shame <laughs> that he didn't play. That's that the Sodom shame. I have more Sodom shames, by the way. Uh, Mavs Nation on Facebook came out to play today. They came to play today, and I got a couple of them that I really need to share with you. But I will do that at the end of the, the pod. I forgot to mention that off the top. Uh, Jonathan Motley is also going to play on the Vegas roster. That's going to be an interesting lineup. I'm interested to see if they'll play him with AJ Hammonds or if they'll try to play him as the five with, with, you know, Dorian Finney Smith as the four. That's sort of what I'm interested to see there. Uh, Jordan Spieth's brother, Steven, that's all I know about him. And he will, okay. be, he will be on the roster. <laughs> he falls in, he falls into this 
him and Satnam. Keith Hornsby. I don't want to say Ding because whatever. But like he falls into this category of the Tony Romo category of Dallas. They will do things out of relationships or out of PR or stunt wise. <laughs> Keith Hornsby. That, that doesn't. Yeah, that does. Yeah, Keith Hornsby. Like that doesn't really. They know it doesn't really impact too much, but. You know, Jordan Spieth is, you know, he's been at a bunch of Mavs games. They've honored him at Mavs games before. He has a great relationship with the Mavs. So it's like, okay, we're good friends with you. Let's bring your brother on to the Summer League. <laughs> Let's make that happen. And Satnam and the whole India, you know, population thing. Did, is Ding part of the China outreach thing? You know, there's, there's so much stuff entre- entrepreneur-wise with Cuban that. You just rhymed right there, and it was awesome. What did I say? He said something about Ding, and then she said the entrepreneurial thing. It was great. Oh, well, I could I could have started a rap. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. What's some other names though? Torian Graham, Corey Webster, hey, that's, Josh Torian Graham. Adams. That's that's the guy I talked about from Arizona State that was second in the uh, conference in, behind Fultz. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, six five yeah. guard Arizona. Yeah, then you he's have, a really good outside shooter. Then you have Corey Webster. He's mm. a 6'2 guard from New Zealand. That's the guy I talked to. That is in New Zealand. That's like, hey, I'm coming over for this thing. And then Josh Adams, a 6'2 guard from Wyoming. No clue who that is. He's 24, so he's another one of those Wyoming guys. Like Larry he's Nance from Jr. Wyoming? Is he white? Uh, I don't know, but he was probably friends with Larry Nance Jr., so they were probably there yeah. at the same time. Huh. And uh, Carrick Felix, who is feels like I, he's been in the league forever because he played for the – in 2013-14, he played seven games for the Cavs. He played in the Cavs summer league team in 2013-14 and 14-15. And 2013-14 is like almost five – like four years ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago. And he hasn't played in the NBA since. He played in the D League last year for the Long Island Nets. So him and Yogi probably have a relationship. Guys, Dennis Smith was probably like a freshman in high school. Gosh, he probably was. <laughs> when that guy came out. Jeez. That's so true. Anyway, I don't really know anything about the Felix guy. Uh, no, just that he played for the Cavs. Uh, he's a uh, he's a 6'6", you know, guard kind of wing kind of guy. He's also from Arizona State. Hmm. And then that's, that's it. That's all the guys. Because there was Max Kleba, but he got left off. Oh, boo. Head coach, Jamal Mosley. Mosley. Assistant coach. All these guys are assistant coaches for the Mavs. Uh, Larry yeah. Shat and uh, Mike Shedd and God Sham God. Round, yeah. Rounding out the four coaches there. That's going to be a great bench right there. Man. Oh, shit. Shatter. <laughs> Interesting team. AJ Hammond's the oldest guy on the roster. No, just kidding. Carrick Felix is the oldest guy on the roster, but AJ Hammond's is next. And then Corey Webster. I swear a bomb just went off my window. <laughs> it's just going off everywhere. My, someone, something I just happened over here too. All right, so that's what we got for the Vegas roster. We'll talk more about expectations and you know other stuff for these guys later. Uh, and you're going to be there, so I will. Mavs. I officially follow, follow Nick on Twitter. Nick will be in the house in Vegas. I officially booked my flight and my Airbnb to go to Las Vegas <laughs> to attend the NBA Summer League. I'll be there for the first two games, and then I'll be back for the uh, the tenth. The game you know, they, we, they play a game the tenth, and I won't be I won't be there for that. But 
first you know originally nick and i were planning to go together through this and then isaac totally bailed on me you know what you know (laughs) i bailed because you know obviously we just moved and trying to figure out life and all that adjustment to that but i know this is bad husband on me but like i kind of forgot my wife has surgery on thursday so (laughs) it's a smaller surgery it's a minor surgery but she does have surgery on thursday and if I did end up, if I did go to Vegas, I would be going the day after she had surgery. So this weekend I'm supposed to take care of her and stuff. So I'm going to take care of her by the TV so I can watch Dennis Smith play this weekend. So Tweet me tweet me if you think that Isaac bailed on me. Tweet Isaac if you think he's being a good husband. That's it. Let's, let's do it like that today. All right, and before we go, I got to do my Sotnam Shames because – Mavs Nation Facebook just stepped up today. There's just some some real Sotnam shame going on today. First one comes from Mavs Nation Facebook, and we're not naming names anymore. Just to just to be clear, this is a guy that says this is a guy with a cartoon you know profile picture, and he says, "Hello everyone. I know it's funny, but I wonder what your opinion, what your opinion, my opinion. What if I become coach slash GM? I would best for Mavs slash fans." What my goal is, number one, defense. Number two, teamwork. Number three, smart playbook. Number four, no I or me. Must with ball all of time. I would tell player to sit down. And I'm not making fun of his English. These are just this, this is like funny points. If we see three point a lot, there's funnier things than his English. If we see three point a lot missing, I will order quick change to inside shooter and dunk. Dunk in all caps and with an exclamation point. Make sure defense stay with man to man. And then quotes afterwards important <laughs> in parentheses if i coach dot gm trade dash rosters that my plan see picture what do you think what do you think drop comments p.s i know it's funny but what do you think <laughs> is this satnam get ready <laughs> this is his roster that he gave he oh has, yes it's i a, love when people on it's the a picture it's rosters. literally pictures of players it has the Dallas Ooh. Mavericks logo with the Dallas Mavericks written on the front, written on the top, with the Dallas Mavericks logo behind it. It like looks pretty good. Then he has like a, a a starting five lineup that says starter. He has a five unit after that that says backup. And then he has underneath it backup two, and then in parentheses if needed. Let me start from let me start from the bottom and get to here. Get to where Starting we are. From the bottom now we're here. And then, okay, no, no, let me read his, his reasons first. Reasons I choose that players and few older players already who already faced on experience during, I can't even read this, during oh playoffs gosh. or five to 15 years. Probably four players, best defense, what we need it. Our listeners' ears are bleeding. I can't like, listen to myself say this. All right, so this is the lineup. Let me just give you the lineup because it'll make more sense. His backup two, not, these are not, this is not the, like the real backups, this is like his third stringers. Wes Matthews <laughs> and Nerlens Noel. <laughs> Nerlens is <laughs> this is backup. Yeah, that's what is we're the, is the third for. stringer. That's a third stringer for him. His his right. second unit <laughs> is headed up by none other than JJ Barea. Ooh, okay. Seth Curry. Okay. Harrison Barnes. Dear God. Blake Griffin. <laughs> He's on his second unit. This, this guy cannot be serious. And Anthony Davis. <laughs> his, no, he did. That's his second unit. Is JJ Curry? But first of all, that makes no sense. 
<laughs> Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Harrison Barnes, Seth Curry, JJ Brand. That team makes absolutely no sense. I mean, I guess positionally they fit spots. Like there are two guards, two forwards, and a center, but who does he have starting over at AD? This is who he's got starting over AD. <laughs> okay, he okay, let his his one forward spot is Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Okay. His other forward spot is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> this guy. And his other his center spot that is starting over Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins. Get out of here. And his two guards that are starting for the Mavericks, starting for your Dallas Mavericks, Jeremy Lin <laughs> and Devin Booker. What? <laughs> just I have. This could be a complete joke, and I just totally fell for it. But this guy, this is not even like if you're gonna do an All Star team, do do an All Star team, man. Like don't don't go halfway on an All Star team for the Mavericks. So if he's putting Jeremy Lin in there, he could be Asian. That's just the most racist thing you've ever said. No, well, if if you put if you put Anthony Davis as your second string center, and you choose to put Jeremy Lin as your first string point guard, his guards are awful. Besides Devin Booker, he's <laughs> if he's like, going well, with the All Star team level, he's like I have to be realistic and put JJ and Seth in the second. I have to be realistic. Know? I have to keep those Mavericks, and I, he had to keep Dirk as as starting forward next to Kawhi. <laughs> he had to keep that. There you go. That's the sodden of shame today. It's it's still on Mavs Nation. It has a lot of responses. Let me tell you, bet, there's a lot of responses for that. That is a thing that you will find a lot. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Again, you know, follow me if you want to hear all about the NBA Summer League. I will be there at Nick Van Exit. Follow Isaac if you want to see how his wife's surgery is going. <laughs> if you want, to, if you want the couch side, if you want the uh, the couch side view of the NBA Summer League at Isaac Harris NBA. Guys, I think I think we get something with Nerlens tomorrow or on the fourth today. I sure hope so. I sure hope that while you're listening to this, that it's already old because you, that something already happened. Yeah, we'll see. And just I just wanted to stress to the fans, just just embrace it right now. I've a lot of fans are just getting depressed right now, and yeah, like hey, we're just gonna suck. And that meme with the, the cartoon person poking the, the Mavericks logo and saying, do something. How many, how many don't, times have don't you be seen that, that guy. <laughs> so many times. It's the same guy over and over again. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it will be fun. Dallas will want to compete as much as they can with Dirk, and especially being possibly his last season. So you, we're not going to come out of the gates just swinging for the lottery. This is not going to happen. And they don't operate that way. So I don't know if that's going to make them go out and make some drastic move or them just bringing everybody back and saying, you know, pulling the health card. Cause that's what we're probably going to hear a lot, especially on media day this fall saying, Hey, well, we, we felt like this squad could have been a good playoff team if we just stayed healthy. So now we just hope we stay healthy. And so that's probably what you're going to hear a lot, but they're going to compete. They're going to compete for Dirk. And it'll still be a fun season. We get Dennis Smith Jr. It's not, you know, we could be Brooklyn. So could be Brooklyn. You could be like, you know, the Suns. Where what have the Suns been doing? The Suns have been bad for a long time. You could be like, you could be like Atlanta, and you just lost Millsap and Horford the past two summers for absolutely nothing. 
You could be Atlanta and you had a 60 win team two years ago, and all of a sudden now you have none of those. Guys. Lost Carroll for Teague. nothing, too. Carroll for nothing. Teague, you got. What did, you, what did they get for Teague? They got Torian Green for, for Teague. Torian Prince. Torian Prince, sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he looks he looks good. Like, he looks fine. Yeah, but. he looks good. Dorian Green. That's the other guy they got. Hmm. I put them together. I, put, I mashed them together. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. That's what we got today. Thanks so much for joining us. More stuff tomorrow. Hopefully, we will have an emergency pod to talk about the Nerland signing on Monday, today. But, guys, uh, we'll see you until then. Don't be a Jason Pierre Paul. Be careful with your fireworks. <laughs> don't blow off any fingers and if you're in the hospital because you weren't i'm sorry cut it tweet us and we can give you a shout out to make you feel better <laughs> tomorrow thanks so much guys happy fourth boom oh that's the one time that that has been applicable boom fourth of july sounds <laughs> It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.